Hello and welcome to the Tasty Brew Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 45-plus year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of the weekly Americana Roots music radio show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I share conversations with artists and industry insiders with the goal of educating and entertaining the listening audience. I strive to give a voice to the music makers and their supporters who are underserved or even ignored by mainstream corporate media. As I've stated before, one of the perks of hosting a radio show is the ability to help a musical friend launch a new project into the ether. I met the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher and his amazing wife, Sherry, years ago at Knucklehead Saloon in Kansas City. I've been privileged to witness the hard work and devotion he pours into his music and his ministry. His work with the prison and the unhoused populations in this country is remarkable. Like many young men of the boomer generation, Jimmy's first guitar hero was Eric Clapton. Early on, he played in bands that never quite took off due to lack of professionalism and substance abuse. Eventually, he steadied the ship, and with the recent release of his 13th album, Far Enough, the Reverend has assembled a stellar crew of players, technicians, and vocal accompaniment that are respected and revered industry-wide. You have to hear the stories behind these songs and the names of those involved in the production of the book and recordings of Far Enough. It reads like a who's who in American popular music. It may be of interest to other creatives to hear how the Reverend has conducted his own research and formulated a strategy to tackle the business of music as well. Did he go far enough? Time will tell. Enjoy this conversation with my friend, the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. I am joined in the studio by my friend, the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. Good morning. It's still morning. Good, yeah, it is. Good morning. Good morning, <laughs> KKFI so, land. It's so good to to see your smiling face. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I was I was telling Jimmy before, right before we went on the air. Sometimes this is the only time I get to see my some of my <laughs> friends is to uh, uh, coerce them into coming in and spending some time with me live on the air. Jimmy Bratcher, you have your thirteenth album coming out. It's, the it's out. It's out. It's yeah. out. The CD release is tonight at Knuckleheads. That's right. It's 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Far Enough is the name of the record. I've really enjoyed kind of stumbling around it the last couple of days and blaring it on the speakers well, thank at you. home. Um, you know, I, I wanted to try to spend some quality time with uh, the Reverend today and talk about his process on this particular album and how it may have been different than the 12 that have come before it because it's just a constantly evolving and changing landscape on how you do the business of music. Right. So let's talk about, you know, the, the putting the album together and the book that is accompanying okay so i um was fortunate enough to solicit and receive the help of a good friend of mine eric stark eric is a old friend of ours uh, the most accomplished musician that i know at, with soul so it's not he's just technical but he's he's really got a lot of soul so eric helped with this album extensively he wrote on every song on the record and wrote some of the songs entirely and so we took really a year and a half to craft the songs for the album and we originally jim gaines who's a legendary memphis producer uh was uh the target for producing the record he produced two of my other albums jim's known for his work his grammy award-winning work with stevie ray bond and carlos santana and huey lewis and tower of power and just the list goes on legendary producer we loaded up and went to his studio in memphis or outside of memphis got all set up and i took my 
grandson who's 19 who's producing and writing music we got all set up went to bed get a good night's sleep woke up the next morning and he was covid positive and so we came home didn't record nothing and so we had to go to plan b so we found a local studio covenant studios up north here in kansas city and started emailing and writing friends and they all said yes and so we started assembling the project with really 100 percent kansas city folk working on it well that's really good to hear i i think that um a, a lot of folks may be unaware of the number of recording studios that there are here mm-hmm. in town and some folks that have relocated here from places like Los Angeles and New York and Austin and Nashville because those places are no longer affordable or uh, um, sustainable for folks that are uh, in the industry. Right. Uh, other people in the ecosystem. I think they should do a they could do a whole series, a television series on projects or events that were curtailed or changed or pivoted because of COVID. I mean, right. it could just go on and on. I mean, you know, Bruce Springsteen had to pull up lately because of COVID. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So you are a storyteller by nature. Has songwriting always come, the craft of songwriting, has that always come easy? No, that's been a forced habit. When I started this phase of my life, which was in 2000, doing blues rock gospel, there really wasn't anything out there that I could go to as far as a catalog that had those three elements in it. So I was forced to start writing songs. And then through the years, I've learned the only way that I write songs is when I have a a deadline. And so I have to have a deadline in front of me and then I'll write. But Did I'm you always... wait till the night before the test to study for it? Were you one of those kids that cram for Well, the... <laughs> when I did my Secretly Famous album with Jim Gaines, I sent him all the demos of everything that we had. And he took him till the week before to respond, week before we were starting recording to respond. And he rejected all but one song. And so I was forced to write a lot of that album on the spot. Wow. And uh, so we would record what I had finished through the day and then I'd stay up at night and finish other other songs but well without further ado let's let's play one of these okay. tunes we're gonna let's start with the road that leads home what's the backstory for what's so the this, liner note for that the liner note for that yeah. is I had the idea for a song based out of Luke chapter 15 which is the in the bible that's the the chapter of lost things so it's parables about things that were lost and in that particular uh, chapter, there's a story about a boy, and the boy was uh, was a uh, party animal, and he convinced his daddy to give him his inheritance, and uh, the Bible says he went out and spent it all on riotous living, something you don't know anything about, Diane. Not in this phase of my life, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but there was a time. And so I mentioned to Eric, I said, hey, I got this idea for this song called I Want to Go Back Home, based on that story. And he said, nah, I, you know, I already written something like that. I don't want to do that. And so I said, okay. So that was that. And then the, the next week he came back with this song. And he particularly put in some elements of my story in the third verse. This is The Road That Leads Home from the brand new record, Far Enough, from the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. Can the future be found in the past? Can life circle back? Before this denial I remember the days of my youth Surrounded by truth of love undefiled Mama played piano and daddy sang old country songs 
Every Christmas the tree shines so bright And I knew I belonged Every Sunday in church we would pray But how could I stay when I didn't believe I thought I knew more than I know Thought I had to go So much to achieve My father said Son, it gets weary to be Out there on the run Gave me all of his money And said Please don't hurt anyone Can someone help
They say look to the future and no, you don't have to look back. But what if back is where you find all that you lack? I've got to know wherever I roam, there's a road that leads home. Sounded so good. My headphones, Jimmy. Thank you. Um, really took care to make sure that your vocals were out front. Yeah, which is what I, I really act- appreciate. I actually, um, and having Charity Vaughn Masafari singing on that song with me is also a treat. She'll be there tonight, by the way, as well as Charmel Cofield, who you'll hear in a little bit. But yeah. when I got ready to record because of COVID, I wasn't as active as I had been in the past, and my vocals were gone. Not gone, but they were suffering. And so I started taking lessons again. And so everyone comments on my vocal performance on the album. Mm -hmm. And part of that is due to um, Matt Russo, who engineered the album. Matt's a guy here in town that uh, worked for Hall & Oates for years doing front of of house sound for them and has a studio out in Raymore. And so he engineered the entire album and tuned my vocals. (laughs) Um, Did you take lessons from someone locally or was it virtually via Zoom or how did you do that? I took lessons from someone who was local but is now virtual, so Suzanne Blanc. Um, And I'd taken lessons from her before, but she had since moved out of the country. And when I heard that it was going to be virtual, I was disappointed until after the first lesson. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I will never do an in-person thing like that again. Yeah, that was so convenient and so good. It's like I didn't miss anything. Well, you know, Danny and I started a nonprofit at the beginning of COVID. And we're three years in, and we've had one board meeting in person. Everything has been done via Zoom. And everybody's so busy that the time that you take to travel to and from and yeah. everything you know it's it's really it's just the way yeah it is it's just the way it's done we were talking before we got on air about these two parallel tracks that you're following in order to market this there's right. the digital track and then there's the old school the old school traditional track for for those of our listeners who are art, artists that may not have taken this this uh, approach before what does that look like and why did you decide to do it that way well um I wanted to um, push back against uh, streaming royalties and not be against that, but to just, you know, I just finally realized it's like, hey, this really isn't paying me anything. And when that, when the change, when the transition happened uh, from downloading to streaming, we lost a third of our income and it was just gone. It wasn't going to come back. So I just wanted to really dive into, okay, how does this work and how can I, make it work for me so we hired a publicist who we've used before betsy brown at blind raccoon in memphis and she takes care of all the press and media aspect of it which is the old school print media terrestrial radio around the world fabulous job in fact the album monday last monday was number two on roots music reports top 50 blues rock albums so and then it was like number eight on the top 50 u.s albums or Mm -hmm, something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but so we have that aspect of it and then there's the streaming aspect of it. And what I discovered is is that the streaming companies, they want to see a consistent stream of music. So an album, you can release an album, but it's one and done. But what they want is they want you to release a single every four to six weeks. 
So the way that it works with us, we wrote a book, a 117-page book, Eric and I did, around the... I'm holding it up now for those. Yeah, <laughs> so everybody can see it. And uh, and it's, you know, it's a, it's not a, it's a very nice book in that it has, you know, it's 117-page glossy, full-color pages. As, you know, you can think of it as an extended liner note. And then in the back of the book, there's a fold-over flap, and there's this round thing which is called a CD. And then above that, there's a link to a web page that gives, then gives you full streaming access to a private SoundCloud playlist. So you can take it anywhere you want to take it and stream it as you would from any other streaming site. But you only get access to the entire album if you buy that from us. Now, did you, uh, did your traditional publicist have any input on the streaming aspect of it or that's something that you had to figure out on your that's own? something that that i just have been studying for the last couple of years yeah. to try to figure out how i can make it work for me so yeah. so what we're doing is you know on april 21st we released the album was released and streaming got the first single let's talk about the players okay that are on this album because i mean i i am a liner note geek from Right. Way back. And when yeah. I get a lot of music sent to me and it's somebody I have no idea who it is, I start digging into who they say produced it, who the players are on it, maybe even who their promoter. I mean, it, I'm looking for a kernel of something that gives me some form of recognition, I guess. Right. Or something that I can latch on to. That's just me. I mean, that's just the way I do it. And I mean, I've been known to like go way into somebody's catalog because oh my god Griff Morlix was playing guitar on that right or you know what I mean or somebody mastered it so let's talk about the players okay on the record all right so uh you know of course myself I did guitars and vocals Eric Stark who uh, I mentioned earlier co-produced the album with me and he wrote on every song on the album Eric's a multi-instrumentalist he is known as a trumpet player uh, because of some health issues, he's not playing trumpet right now. But he also played keyboards. He played lap, lap steel. He played uh, various uh, Native American whistles and flute on the album. And uh, so he did that. Uh, Craig Q, who's played bass with me since 2009, you know, he was known for his work with Carrie Livgren uh, from the band Kansas and the band Protocol. Uh, Craig played bass. We had a couple of drummers, Brandon Draper, who's a uh, you know, resident at KU and a real roots guy has a drum safari thing that he does with kids in libraries all over America. Uh, and then Rod Lincoln, who's a local, uh, was in the band Shooting Star, and uh, Rod played on the more rock tracks. Uh, Aaron Mayfield, who has since moved from Kansas City to Atlanta, played B3 on the album. And then let's see who else. Uh, Charity Mazafari or Charity Vaughn Mazafari, who is the worship pastor at Church of the Harvest in Olathe, did background vocals. Charmel Cofield, who is uh, a notable for several things. She's written songs for Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Tech Nine, uh, was a staff writer at DreamWorks, and is the mother of Justice West, who is a uh, multi-Grammy winner at the age of 21 for his work with John Legend and Ariana Grande. Slacker. <laughs> yeah. Was everybody in the studio at the same time, or did people do their parts independently? And we tracked uh, bass drums and uh, and some keyboard stuff all together. And then Eric went home, did piano parts. I went home, did guitar parts, and we came back together in the studio for my vocals, for most of my vocals. 
and uh, for the girls to come in and do background vocals. What stage are you going to be on tonight? Do you know? We're outside. Outside? Outside at Knuckleheads tonight. Oh, yeah. And I got to mention the horn guys. So I need to see the book to be able to do that. I think it's on that inside it back is. page. It is. It's on the yeah, inside yeah. back page. Yeah. So uh, Bob Harvey, Steve Malloy, Mark Kochick, and Brett Jackson are the horn section on it. And they will all be there tonight, too. Yeah, it's well. going to be a great, great show. Well, let's play another tune from this record. I asked if we could play Memphis Slim. All right. So Memphis let's, Slim let's is Just give a, us the little story about that. Is a song. I mentioned that we went to Jim Gaines' studio and... My grandson had COVID, so we had to uh, to come home. And on the way home, Eric wrote this song about Jim Gaines. And so Jim was this uh, guy just starting in the music industry in Memphis. And he got a job working for Stacks at night, duplicating tapes, and then went to work for Steve Cropper in Steve Cropper's studio and ended up going to San Francisco. And when he got to San Francisco, he was he recorded, you know, Steve Miller and Santana and Tower of Power and Huey Lewis and all these people. He's got a long crediting list. But when he got there, he was uh, 140 pounds and six feet tall, and they called him Memphis Slim. Yep, Memphis And he Slim. told that story, and Eric on the way home wrote this song. All right, this is Memphis Slim from the new record from the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher, Far Enough, Memphis Slim. <laughs> Memphis Slim As the storm 
Holy cow. <laughs> Love those <laughs> Them girls can sing. They can, no, they're, they're singing. They I mean, are, they're definitely. Singing. They're singing. They sing together quite a bit. We're just talking about energy levels and what it takes to sustain <laughs> senior things we're senior talking things. about senior oh moments. you know what i i talk about this a little bit. i just got back from ireland right and uh it was a group of 25 of us and all of pretty much like vintage and there was a lot of hiking and walking and bad weather and wind and rain and stuff and i i came home from that trip i mean i loved it but i was exhausted it was you need a vacation from yeah your i needed vacation. a vacation from my vacation but i digress we are uh, here with the reverend jimmy bratcher who is he's a troubadour he's a songwriter he is active he has an active church life he goes into prisons and performs prisons he goes do you still go to sturgis and do no that? well we were just there a few weeks ago but we haven't done the rally yeah, for a couple done of years rally. We did an interesting gig in February, I want to mention. We were invited to be part of a program at uh, Parchman Farm in, in Mississippi State yeah. Penitentiary, yeah. which is going through a really serious reform and has really made some progress in the last three years towards civil rights of the inmates and also quality of life, which is great. But we were, part of, we were invited to be part of a five-week program that was facilitated by the head of Department of Corrections in Mississippi. And so we got to go to, to Parchman, took the whole crew, went down, and uh, had a gymnasium of about 300 guys and one guard. We had every every gang and every religion represented, and uh, we did a, a full show with the band. And then we gave each of the inmates a copy of my book titled Don't Take Your Dreams to the Grave before we left, and it was a... Uh, really a, a legend it was really a historic event for mm-hmm. us to be able to do that well i i have a little bit of experience with that i was invited to go to the women's prison in outside of topeka mm-hmm. the kansas state prison for women and for a concert that was put on by rita Girelli from uh, canada and some of the inmates themselves and you know we were seated we being those from the outside were seated in the middle and then uh, population on either side of us right there was more than one guard but the experience of being in that space at that time with those people in that music i remembered when we left and we were driving home from topeka on the highway Danny and I didn't say anything for like an hour. I mean, it was so overwhelmingly emotional and so out of body. Yeah. Wondering, not even being able to fathom what it's like to live under those conditions. And, and a lot of those women, of course, are mothers and, and not right. being able to see their children. And just the circumstances uh, that put them there. It was, it's an amazing thing that you do, well, that you go there and, and minister yeah, how do they receive it generally? I well, mean, I always, for, for me personally, I always want to be in, I always want to have something that I do that no one can pay me to do. Mm-hmm. And so this is that mm-hmm. for us, this and what we do with the homeless. So mm-hmm. it's always been, you know, whenever you go into a situation like that, the inmates are on their best behavior because anything that breaks up the monotony of serving time mm-hmm. is huge. And so... We've been in prisons all over America and really never had any, you know, we've been locked down and, you know, they've had incidents or fights or things like that, but never anything that really felt where we felt threatened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I got a text the other day and it said, I didn't know the number, you know, but it said, got out, got out on Sunday, got a phone on Wednesday. That's all the text was. And I'm like, well, who is this? You know, congratulations. Yeah. Who is this? And it was a guy that 
in Kansas that we have been seeing in prison for over 20 years. Wow. And he got out and is doing well. You know. Now, when you play for, minister to the homeless here in Kansas City, how does that work? I mean, do you have to coordinate that with an agency yeah, of some kind, or how does yeah. that work? Yeah, let me mention one more thing about prison before mm-hmm. we mention that tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, we will be, my, my wife, my daughter Jessica, and her husband Leroy and I will be at Chillicothe Women's Prison and we'll be telling the story of how we met my daughter Jessica for the first time when, in 2011 when she was 38 years old. We've written a book about it called The Little Girl Wins. We will be there telling our story for Mother's Day. We were originally supposed to be at Topeka, but they had some logistics and we mm-hmm. couldn't do that. And, and at Topeka, we were scheduled to give every inmate one of those books. But, but with the homeless thing, we work with an organization called The Worship Wagon. And they're here in Kansas City, and their mandate is to take a church service to the homeless community. So every Monday night under the bridge at First and Grand, they bring a sound system uh, set up, have full-blown worship service, music, you know, somebody teaching or preaching, and then they feed everybody. Mm -hmm. And so every... So they have churches that come in every week and do that. And so I get every the, every month that has five Mondays. So we're there actually at the end of this month. I think it's the 30, 29th, I think, mm-hmm. on a Monday night doing that. Well, and, it's, it's an amazing life that you well, live. And Far Enough, the song Far Enough uh, is a setup for that, is about two homeless guys here in Kansas City that ended up living in a box down by knuckleheads both of them were alcoholics both of them were you know homeless one time one of the guys left and was gone a couple of days and when he came back to his box mate or roommate he opened the box and stuck in two things one in each hand was a bible and a gun and he said choose one to his friend and his friend made a hard choice and chose the Bible. And from that story, those guys, uh, two of them, are Gail Clark, who painted the cover of my album, The Electric Rev. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he's a world-renowned folk artist, lives in Texas, and has remained stover. And then a guy who's a Kansas City legend, a guy named Mike O'Neill. And Mike, uh, back in the 80s, started, was one of the, founders of the Kansas City Blues Society. They hosted a jam with his band, the Kansas City Blues Band at Bellaney's, which was a staple for that. Uh, he and Larry Van Loan and Rick Hendricks and Tom Bark. And Mike actually produced my album, The Electric Rev. But Mike uh, moved to Nashville and uh, became known as the Counselor to the Stars. So he, was a, he had three addiction clinics and ended up helping uh, many of the known music celebrities of that time to overcome their addictions, and he died in 2020. So the song is about those two guys. Well, before we play that song, All and, right. and before we, we sign off with you, I want to make sure that uh, people are aware of the website, jimmybratcher.com, because yeah. that's where everything kind of resides. And yeah, an easy the, way to remember it is therevjb.com. Therevjb.com? Yeah, yeah. But jimmybratcher.com will get yeah. you there, And too. Jimmy is I-E, Jimmy. That's right. I am. M-I-E. All the information about his his ministries and his books and his records and, and all things 
Jimmy Bratcher reside there. Are you active on Facebook, uh, on social media? Do you, on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah. do you do those posts yourselves, or do you have some? No, idea? I do all that stuff myself. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I've learned, I mean, I do all that stuff for myself, but for the Heartland Song Network, no. We pay, <laughs> well, we pay somebody else. I to haven't do found that. anybody to do that. Oh, so. otherwise you'll just be, you know it's twenty four seven. Yeah, it is. Well, it's been such a pleasure to see you today Thank and you. to spend some. I could talk to you forever, but we we're going to go out of here with the title track of the new record. Uh, again, the show is tonight at Nuggleheads. Doors are at six. The show will start promptly at seven p.m. Yes, it'll it's be gonna, it'll move fast. It'll too. move fast. It sounds like it is a true cavalcade of. Uh, yeah, we'll have an eleven piece band at one point. Oh my, and and the and the, I'm such a sucker for brass, and those female These vocals guys are, are smoking. just amazing. Do you have a B three tonight? Yeah, Aaron Mayfield's here in town. Real B three. Real B three with the Leslie and everything. Absolutely. All right. Uh, this is the Tasty Room Music Radio Show. My name is Diana Lynn. My guest has been Jimmy, the Reverend Jimmy Bratcher. And this is the title track of the new record, Far Enough. Road in the town on a great high-
in me is not complete and my edges may be rough. How far can God's mercy reach? Far enough. 